Welcome everybody to the world is mess. I just want to steampunk it. This is episode 91. This is April 15th, 2023, Saturday. I'm your host, Steampunk Star Raisin, and I am here in North Hollywood, California, USA. And I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Burdison. He is in Bellwood, Ontario, Canada. How's it going, Daniel? Good. Good. Yeah, it's unusual for you to be up this late because yeah, uh, it's it's, uh, it's um it's Sunday, April sixteenth here. Are you home alone? Eastern? No, no, my my dad's behind me. I thought the computer was in your dad's bedroom because yeah, sleeping. yeah, yeah. He he's sleeping. He's sleeping. Uh, you're not gonna wake him up, being oh no, that? no, he he's fast asleep. So you got your own apartment now, or are you gonna have your own apartment? I'm... I'm hoping that I can get that apartment. I'm afraid that I'm a little bit too late now and somebody else got it, but I don't know. I mean, it, when, when you look at it, it's not as big. It's not as big as the, the second one that I wanted, but it's much better than the first piece of junk. Can't be too picky, dude. Can't be too picky. No, okay? I know that. I know that. But this one, this one is really perfect. I hope I can get it. Well, but I fear that I'm, I may be too late. So if you move into the apartment, does that mean you're going to have to buy a new computer? No, no, I can, I can take this. This is my computer. Because, I, thought, uh, I, I, they thought bought it your, I thought it was your dad's computer. No, 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 no. They bought it for me. They bought it for me. Oh, okay. He didn't. He doesn't use it himself at all? No, no, he does not. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know how to use computers? No. Okay. Well, you need to, you need to push forward with that, you mm-hmm. know? You've delayed for years. You've procrastinated for years. I would push forward with that. Do you do you know how much your housing allowance is on top of what? Uh, you get? No, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not Dude, sure. Dude, you need to find this stuff yeah, out. Okay, you, you, you. But like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, gotta see. I gotta see with my psycho, my my new psychiatrist, you know. And um, okay, you need to write this stuff down, and you yeah. need to find this stuff out, dude. You, this is critical to your own survival. Yeah, I know. This is not like this doesn't benefit me. This benefits only you. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm just, okay, I'm I'm just make trying a to help you. Right I'm just trying to help you. That's all. Yeah. Don't you want to have you? Because guess what? Having your own place sounds more attractive to women. It really does. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I guess we could move on to the next topic. You you were very excited about Star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did, did you saw the last episode. It's really good. Yeah, um, I uh, the last time we uh, did a show was on April the second. I didn't actually upload it till yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just was procrastinating. I've been really tired lately. Uh, almost like a chronic fatigue syndrome kind of mm-hmm. symptoms where I feel very fatigued. I feel like I don't know. I just, I've just I don't know. I've just been procrastinating. I didn't get around till uh, till yesterday to upload it. So this episode, I'll probably upload tomorrow on the sixteenth because I I got some things I got to do this weekend. But um, yeah, I mean the the last and the last show we did a review of episodes uh, six and seven. I guess we in this show we could do a. Uh, review of episodes eight and nine mm-hmm. 
And uh, spoiler alert. But yeah, uh, episode eight kind of felt like a finale because uh, you get to see the death of uh, Vatic. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I, I noticed that they did two different misdirections this season, which you don't really discover the misdirection until episode nine. But first it was Dominion conspiracy with changelings to take over Starfleet. Mm-hmm. And you think it's just the changelings on their own. And then you think that, oh, okay, um, Jack Crusher, Picard's son, he's got Eremotic Syndrome, and he's got special abilities where he can control other people's minds. So maybe he's just really gifted. Maybe he is... Uh, you know, he's like a mutant with superpowers or something. But then you come to find out that no, what's behind the red door and all the hallucination he's had and all the interconnecting vines is organic Borg technology. And I thought that was pretty cool. And now I know that like in uh, Trek culture um, criticize like, you know, like um, you could kind of tell that in season three of Borg, the way or season three of Borg, season three of Picard, uh, the way it is written, they're writing it as if seasons one and two never happened because seasons one and two were so critically panned. And and you can tell this because they said that the I think the Borg hadn't been heard from since like the twenty or since the what is it? The, uh, 10 years for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, been over 10 years. Yeah, but what I'm worried about Murder is... Doctor version of the Borg. Unless, unless they view the Murder Doctor version of the Borg as not Borg. But mm-hmm. but they identified as Borg. But yeah, they're new Borg. But they're new Borg. So, but yeah, so I got the impression because they said that they hadn't heard from the Borg in over 10 years. And then season one dealt with Exborg. So I'm assuming that this is written as if seasons one and two didn't happen. And I think that's the best way to approach it. Um, well, no, no. Uh, remember, they, they did, uh, Vatic did say, mentioned that Picard was a synth. Yeah. Like in the sy- synthetic. Well, synth. I guess because Exborg are no longer Borg. So when they were talking about they hadn't heard from the Borg in 10 years. They're mm-hmm. not referring to Exborg because Exborg are disconnected from the collective. Mm-hmm. And then season two, they're new Borg, which I thought was terrible. It's like, you know, I'm I'm glad that they wrote her character off because she was a horrible character. I couldn't stand her character. She's basically a murdering psychopath. But yeah, she's still treated like she's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And I just I couldn't stand her character because of that. But anyways, focusing back on season three, because I it just gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling in my heart to view uh, seasons one and two of Picard as if they never happened. But um, yeah, so I thought that was a very interesting twist. And you got the um, the voice actress who played the original Borg Queen reprised yeah alice alice creech courage creech 
yeah, I, I love Alice Creed. She she is the best version of the board queen. She's the she's she always has provided with her charisma and her charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she comes off like a real psychopath. Yeah, I remember uh, you she, saying she's that. Just, her, her presentation of the board queen is the best because but uh because she uh was the first version of the board queen but yeah so i think that's pretty cool i am definitely looking forward to the season finale i'll also be sad at the same time because uh there's only one more episode left and i finally i feel like for the first time in many years mm-hmm. season three of picard is the is the most legitimate star trek that we've had since mm-hmm. star trek enterprise because I, yeah. I, 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 I hated all seasons of Discovery, although I never got past season two of Discovery because it was just so intellectually insulting and so stupid, the writing. And the characters were very unlikable, so I never got, I, st- I lost interest after season two. But, uh, and then um, seasons one and two of Picard were absolutely terrible, filled with continuity errors, lazy writing, um, and um, Star- Strange New Worlds was very mediocre to poor Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Some of the best episodes of Strange New Worlds were, they were okay. They weren't great, but they weren't super bad either. But then there were some really bad uh, uh, episodes, or there was a really bad episode of uh, Strange New Worlds that I didn't like, and that was the Gorn, where they retconned the Gorn into being like this monster species that consumes its own and there's only one that survives and it was like well if the gorn consumed their own and there's only one that survived how did he even evolve to be a spacefaring race mm-hmm. and then you know that that they, when they spray acid they get you impregnated with their eggs that that made no freaking sense and yes. that that contradicts Strange. the gorn from uh kirk's era mm-hmm. and it- and the way the Gorn were portrayed in Enterprise, because there was one episode in Enterprise that had the Gorn in it as well, you know, the, the Mirror Universe episode. But, um, or the Mirror Universe episodes, because that was a two-parter of uh, Enterprise. But, um, so I I couldn't stand, like, a lot of Alex Kurtzman DS where they just retcon stuff, they just disregard things, uh, without, uh, and it's just lazy writing, just lazy writing. They're like, well, I'm, I have a story, and I envisioned it to be this way. You know, if you want to create an alien race that can create space eggs and impregnate people by spraying acid on them, then um, you, you need to just create a whole new alien race. But instead, they were like, Oh, we need a nostalgia factor of bringing back the Gorn, but we need to make the Gorn cool because the Gorn weren't really cool. I can just imagine how the writers are thinking about it. But yeah, getting back to Picard because I don't want to get too far off the subject. But yeah, I, I've been all nine episodes, season three of Picard. Significant changes in writing, bringing back all the next generation cast. They've had two different misdirects. You know, you thought. Uh, Dr. Moriarty, uh, uh, holographic, holodeck, uh, holographic character 
was going to be the main villain, which was hinted at in the trailers. That was a misdirect. And then for a while, it seemed like the changelings and the Dominion were the main villain. But then you realize that the Dominion and the changelings were just working with the Borg to take over this uh, the Federation. And so... Um, no, it wasn't the Dominion, it was just the changelings and the Borg. Yeah, well, I mean, the changelings were part of the Dominion. Yeah, they were, but they're like an off, they're like a, uh, they broke off from the Dominion. Yeah, but they were the leaders of the Dominion. They were the core of the Dominion. But anyway, the, uh, and then you had what uh, I thought was pretty cool. You got to see the Enterprise F, although it ends up getting taken over. Oh my god, that was the best part. I love the Enterprise app. I've been waiting for a brand new Enterprise for like the longest time, and and it got taken out it pretty was, quick. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Uh, it wasn't taken out. It was. It was. It was taken over. But um, it was assimilated. But yeah, was, and, was, then, and then and uh, then you see the same actress who played uh, yeah, Lieutenant Shelby. Commander Shelby. She's now the Admiral. I thought that was pretty cool. Although yeah, she seemingly dies on the bridge. Oh yeah, show. Show. Oh, about that about that you know how you know how the young people under 25 got assimilated yeah and they killed all the older people who weren't assimilated yeah that's kind of allegorical for today that's like old trekkies versus new trekkies and they did it, it it's like a mirror you know it's old trekkies versus new trekkies but they put in star trek they like old star old um starfleet versus new starfleet that's, I like that. That's a very fast. That's really interesting what they did there. Well, I mean, they were talking about the parietal lobe and the frontal cortex of the brain, uh, where you know, aromatic syndrome occurs, and also there was uh, modifications to the transporter tech by mm. the changelings that uh, used Picard's DNA as uh as common biology and that's an interesting concept in transporter tech that you have re redundancies in common biology and they had had used picard's dna um as common biology in the transporter tech because you come to find out that the he doesn't really picard never really had aromatic syndrome it was just mod genetic modifications by the Borg that stayed with them. And that ties in because it's really well, really well written, really well thought out. Why Picard during uh, Star Trek First Contact, he could still heal, hear the Borg, yeah. even though his implants had been removed. Because the Borg had altered his DNA and there were some things on a subconscious level that he could still experience um, as a Borg drone. Mm -hmm. so uh as you know somebody who had formed formally been assimilated uh by the borg because some of some of the borg biological technology was still incorporated into captain picard through uh, borg dna and this resulted in mutation that seemed to emulate aromatic syndrome but it actually wasn't aromatic syndrome you keep looking away everything okay no i'm just fine are you getting bored? No, 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 absolutely not. Okay. So, anything else to talk about on that before we move on to another um, subject? I don't know what I, know. I mean. So far, episodes one through nine, 
this is the first season of Picard that they're that I liked every episode. Yeah. Like season one of Picard, the, the first few episodes I liked, but then as the story progressed, I hated it. And then seasons season two of Picard, the only episode I liked was season two, episode one, because it had yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg reprising a role as Guinan, and then you don't see Whoopi Goldberg again through the whole season. She gets played by a younger actress who doesn't look like her or doesn't even act like her. You know? Yeah, but what what I see when I okay, first of all, you know when um okay, first of all, um, you know when when um when Deanna was in Jack's head and they were talking about like what do the vines represent? What do the flower petals? Yeah, everything represent? being interconnected. I yeah, I got and, that. Once you realized that it was the Borg, it made more sense. It was a very subtle metaphor of everything being interconnected. And that's what the Borg have is the interconnection because they're a hive mind. Yeah, but I really like that planet. You know that 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 um that that rose petal crimson planet they showed that Beverly Crusher would always take Jack. Yeah. And you can see the flowers from orbit. Yeah. And it's all red and crimson. Yeah. And then you don't see the planet itself, but you see Jack and Beverly kind of like walking in the sunlight. You yeah. don't see the planet, but you see them walking in the sunlight. And then you see rose petals everywhere. That was very stunning and very beautiful. It, that, that, that seems like a very nice paradise planet I would visit. It's so cool. They didn't show it very much because the budget would be enormous, right? But what they did, they did very well. And yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, good job. But when they when they when they opened the door to reveal the Borg, I was disappointed. I wanted something new. How many times can the Borg? Well, come back? I mean, I it, it this whole series is about Picard, hence the name yeah. Star Trek Picard, and it's about the consequences of Picard uh, recovering from being Borg and mm -hmm. the consequences of his experience with the Borg. Which still impacts him to this day, so it makes sense also, from a linear, you, from a linear standpoint and the progression of of uh, Picard's character. Yeah, did you did you like it when? What did you feel when you saw the Enterprise D again? Oh, that was very nostalgic. I that blew me away. I was surprised because, you know, originally in Star Trek Generations, they said that the they were salvaging parts from the Enterprise D. Uh, like removing computer systems and stuff because they said that it was damaged beyond repair. You know, uh, you know the rest of the ship had uh, gotten destroyed, but the the saucer session uh, section was still mostly complete. And apparently, Jordy for the Fleet Museum had been repairing the saucer section for like twenty years. He'd been revamping it. And he brought in, um, I guess, the space drive section from the USS Syracuse. Yeah. So they brought yeah. back Galaxy Class Enterprise D. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny how Worf said that he preferred the weapon systems on the Enterprise E. But yeah, the, one like they, the one strength, the one strength. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, they they said like. We can, like Jordy said, we can't use the Enterprise E, obviously. And then they all looked at Worf, and then he said, "That was not my fault. I'm, I'm more, I'm scared that he destroyed it." Probably. Well, I mean, the Enterprise E had almost, in some ways, gotten damaged beyond repair, and um, 
Star Trek Nemesis. So because yeah, they, they were collided fixing. with another ship and the saucer section had catastrophic damage. I'm surprised it didn't have a warp core breach. But yeah. you know, or loss of warp core containment. But uh no, well, I mean what, that that was cool. Uh I mean what's the, the Enterprise the, D the, the, do? the advantage of the Enterprise D is that it's using analog communication. It's not uh, synced with the Federation fleet. So that is the weakness of the Federation fleet. But there had been a conspiracy within Starfleet with the Dominion aiding the Borg or with the Changelings aiding the Borg to do a, a Starfleet takeover. So it would make sense that since they had taken over senior command positions at Starfleet, the Changelings, that they were able to manipulate Starfleet into adding technology that made their ships vulnerable to a Borg takeover because they're all uh, linked through communications. Yeah, is, and so the, the advantage of the Enterprise D is that it's it's not linked. Um, and um, in my opinion, the Enterprise D is also it's a much bigger ship than like the Enterprise E and a much bigger ship because it was designed to hold civilian passengers and it was whole designed to hold uh family members of the crew so it has capacity and life support system to support up to like three thousand people so it's a much larger ship than you know like the galaxy class much larger ship and and they still have shields weapons you know like torpedoes and phasers yeah but they're very um, limited it's not going to be limited. very I don't see it being limited. Uh, because, like, that's what they said. I mean, like, well, I think Worf or Jordy said that they have limited shields and weapons. Oh, well, yeah, because he's been restoring it. Well, we'll see. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to think outside the box uh, and uh, be resourceful. Uh, also, the, um, the saucer section can separate and it could become two ships in one. But uh, so in each uh, each section, whether it be the star drive section or the saucer section, has its own weapon system. So we will see with the season finale coming out this Thursday. Yeah, only like what, uh, three more days to go. Wait, wait, so wait, today's Monday, Sunday for me. So it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So like three days and few hours yeah that'll be the end of star trek as we know it because from what i understand they're canceling discovery uh picard is going to be canceled after season three because patrick stewart's getting up in age and uh i think he said that the season three was going to be his final season and uh there hasn't really been an announcement or whether they're going to do a season two or strange new worlds so the future of no, no, Trek, they're filming season three of Strange New Worlds. Season three, they haven't even had season two. No, no, no. They, 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 they. Wait. They've only no, had no, one season. season. Two is coming out. Season two is coming out, but season three. So they've already filmed film. season two. Yeah. So we got that to look forward to. We'll see uh, where it goes from here. Uh, I am glad that they're canceling Discovery. Uh, they haven't uh, released season five yet, but that's going to be the last season. Uh, I hate how these streaming shows are so slow 
to release new seasons. It's really annoying, and it shows you the disadvantage over streaming over traditional television. Because traditional television, you have advertisements, millions and millions of dollars advertisements that sell yeah. fun, that fund the show through advertisers and through ratings and views, as opposed to where ratings and views are often held secret because it's a private streaming service. You don't really know how big the audience is. You can guesstimate. And they've had streaming shows are really struggle, especially with the streaming wars, with all the content being divided. Used to be everything was on Netflix and it was licensed to stream on Netflix. And then everybody got an idea that they were going to compete and become their own Netflix. And it just hasn't really worked. You can tell the streaming sh shows that the production quality is significantly less, whether it be Star yeah. Wars, Mandalorian, or uh, Star Trek, that they just don't have as much story or as content to flesh out. And they tend to do a lot of filler episodes because you could tell it's on a shoestring budget because they're not getting the budget or the money that they used to get for a regular television show. And that is the weakness of streaming shows. I really wish they would go back to a licensing. Uh, I think what Disney and Paramount have got to realize is that they need to go back to, do, they need to do away with their own streaming series. They needed to just license the content to Netflix. And Netflix has, you know, got different tiers of accounts where you can, um, you know, pay a little bit less money and have advertisements or pay a little bit more money and not have ads. And I think that's the way to go, but they're going to be too stubborn. And for right now, we have, you know, TV show, streaming show stagnation because they're just not really doing as well as they hoped. I mean, th there's even talk that they might even cancel The Mandalorian and just finish the story arc with a Mandalorian movie. Because the, the 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 views are just not there. And um you know, Disney has said that 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 streaming hasn't worked out for them like they had originally hoped. Yeah. But yeah, it's because like, you know, who wants to pay ten dollars a month to have only access to you know Disney stuff or um only access you know yeah it's cool because they got star wars they got marvel and they got their classic disney movies and animated shows but um you know that's still expensive it's like paying ten dollars a month for one cable channel and also i think it's a mistake for uh, disney to not release like the mandalorian on blu-ray or dvd because you have the whole collector market but I guess yeah, they're so scared that people are just going to buy the Blu-ray DVD that they wouldn't have a need to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Anyway, no. finishing up this topic, okay, I think we've right. talked Picard into the ground. Is there anything else you want to talk about uh, you in regards to Picard the... before we move on to the next what, topic? What, what's it? Um, okay, for, yeah. yeah I'm at, um, I was at the mall a couple days ago, and I was talking to a guy, and he was looking for the Mandalorian on DVD. So I went to him, and I told him, they don't have Mandalorian on DVD because it's only on Disney Plus. They don't want to put on DVD to and risk their numbers, right? Yeah. And he said he has the Mandalorian season one and two on DVD, and I'm like, they they sell that on DVD? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? I mean, oh my god, wow. And that's the first I've heard of it. 
Uh, well, it's probably a bootleg. If I had to guess. Oh, well, um, I guess I was wrong. According to uh, Amazon, you can buy The Mandalorian Season 1 and Season 2 on DVD, but it's $90. Oh, my God. Wow. So you can buy it on Amazon. $90. It's not That's really awfully worth expensive. Uh, if I was going to buy it, let's see, Mandalorian. Okay, so... It's interesting. They didn't even really publicly announce the release of it, but here it is on Amazon. Hold on. I'll share screen with you. That's okay. We got 10 minute warnings to so keep that in mind. You see that? Yeah. You can buy Mandalorian. They got it as a group set. Seasons one and two of the Mandalorian on DVD. According to this, released in 2021. Now, the weird thing is, I've been looking for this for years at Target and Walmart, and I have never seen this for sale at Target or Walmart. So, I wonder if this is just a special. Uh, yeah, there's only one seller. Uh, selling it for $89. I guess this is a special just released on the internet thing. It's kind of weird. It's not worth I it. I wonder if it's bootleg because sometimes Amazon because what I don't realize is Amazon doesn't, most of the stuff that Amazon sells is not directly sold by Amazon. It's sold through third party uh, dealers and sometimes they sell, there's been counterfeit video cards sold on Amazon and counterfeit products sold on Amazon, and it'll sometimes take Amazon a little while to catch on. Um, but yeah, here it is on Amazon, Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2 on DVD for $89. You think you would buy that? No, definitely not. It's not worth it. I have a feeling that that's counterfeit, because if they were actually releasing uh, Mandalorian on Blu-ray... Um, here's like the Mandalorian video game. Yeah, that's weird because you can't even find it on Blu-ray. It's only on DVD. And that's expensive. I mean, and granted, it's the first two seasons. But I have a feeling that that's a counterfeit because you would think that if Disney was releasing officially the Mandalorian on DVD, that uh, that it would be publicly announced and they would brag about like the special features and then the fact that there's no Blu-ray version of this. This is only on DVD because it's much easier for somebody in their home with a DVD burner to burn a copy of a movie and encode it to DVD than it is to encode it to Blu-ray because Blu-ray uh, rewritables are are uh, much harder to come by than DVD rewritables. And so usually when stuff gets bootlegged, it's usually bootlegged on DVD, not bootlegged on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, and also, 
because I think with certain Blu-ray writables, you have to have a Blu-ray writable drive that's capable of reading it. So if you want to do the widest level of bootleg distribution, you would do it through a DVD writable. Uh, I would be curious to buy this to see how real it is, but I, I can tell you that just by looking at it, it looks like it looks bootleg to me. It doesn't look real and you know, you would think that, you know, as popular as seasons one and two of the show was, that if they if Disney was doing an official release on DVD, that it would be publicized, it would be in Target or Walmart. Why not sell it in Target or Walmart? This is mysteriously only available on Amazon. I am tempted to order it, but I don't know if I want to spend 90 bucks on something that's probably just a bootleg. What's your opinion on that? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. No. All right. So we only got about, uh, six minutes left. Yeah, let's I know you love Ukraine doing war. the Ukraine war update. <laughs> you love talking about that, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the, before we move on to the Ukraine war update, have you seen the Ahsoka trailer? Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it looked awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. Uh, you, you get the first canonical appearance of Dark Jedi. The Dark mm -hmm. Jedi, I think, are the most mysterious in the trailer and the most interesting. And I'm, I'm like, finally... A Star Wars show that's not boring or badly written. It looks like because this is written by Dave Filoni. So I'm very excited. I was very stoked with the Ahsoka trailer that's been released. Anyway, so I guess you have nothing more to say about the Ahsoka trailer before we move on to the Ukraine war update. Uh, no. All right. Going here to Al Jazeera. Well, the biggest takeaway uh, of the Ukraine war, uh, if you look at the, we're looking at the Ukraine war map, you really, we're, we're stuck in a stalemate. We've been in a stalemate since the last few months, at least, you know, since the Russians pulled out of Kyrgyzstan, I think they pulled out in February. Let's see. When did the Russians pull? Okay, that was back in November. Okay. So we've had, um, you see that map? Mm -hmm. pretty much no change in the battle map uh, since the Russians pulled out in November the Russians have set up a defense line along the Dnieper River uh, which defends Crimea and southern uh, southeastern Ukraine and you have pretty much the line has stayed the same with significant fighting taking place at Bakhmut and Saladar um, there's been reports that 
uh, Bakhmut has been partially occupied by Russian forces, but the area is still contested. Um, but the biggest thing in the news I want to talk about is the intel leaks. That's been all over the news this week. Have you heard about that? Yeah. He says uh, Washington scrambles to do damage control after a major leak of classified documents revealing sensitive information. Um, and then you have see I got to move quickly. We only got about two minutes left before we get cut off. Uh, Intel. Intel leaks. Engage. Airman. Anyway, there was this, uh, yeah, this is the Wall Street dinner. There's a picture of the airmen, which, uh, as far as Air Force rank, that's the equivalent of like a private. He, this dude here apparently had access to classified information. Uh, he had been uploading uh, classified information to a Discord server related to Minecraft. And uh, apparently he had a bunch of teenage friends, you know, as this dude was only 21, who uh, had a passion for Minecraft, um, firearms, and Catholicism, and he identified as a libertarian and uh, Jack Texera, Texera, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but yeah, apparently this lowly airman was able to spread and leak information which hurt u.s military intelligence because it revealed that the ukrainian uh military has weakness in air defense they have they have shortages of ammunition but anyway we're running out of time so yeah not much change in the ukraine war other than the u.s intel leaks by this uh low-ranking airman who in the air force national guard uh, which resulted in his arrest, and he's facing life in prison because he leaked thousands of documents online. W one has to question, like, how good is U.S. military intelligence security when 